0: Report. Oh, there it is. Okay. Let me share this.
1: Is it showing up on our page now?
0: Yep. Yeah, showing up on our page. I'm just going to share it right now. Yeah. And can I share it on Twitter? Yep. Yeah. All right,
1: Jay, let's get her started here, buddy. Let's do it. Welcome, everybody. Sorry for a bit of confusion. We were going to do this on YouTube, um, but apparently on YouTube, once you uh, decide that you want to do a live stream, it takes 24 hours. I guess that's for your own protection or something to that effect. But uh, uh, anyway, welcome back to uh, our special report. My name is Louis Borges. Joining me tonight, my partner in crime, Jason Gilmett. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We've been putting our journalistic uh, talents to work this week. It's kind of a rare thing, right, to be in the middle of a sort of a mini flap. It's the first time we've actually had live real-time data on uh, UAP and UFOs and government and everything else. It's the perfect storm, although it's not going the way most people, uh, including ourselves, would like. So, so what do you think? Catch us up. My brain is still foggy with this whole bloody thing.
0: Well, uh, mm-hmm. everybody was minding their own business until February 10th when uh, they announced that they had shot a uap or ufo above alaska and they said that this object was about the size of a car and they couldn't figure out how it stayed afloat like there was no propulsion there was no jets or anything like that uh they shot it down and they said it landed in this ice area that they were going to go and investigate for the debris by the looks of it i don't think they've done that uh Then the second day, February 11th, in the Yukon, uh, this time it was a joint uh, effort between Canada and the US, and decided to go after this object, and it was NORAD that was dispatched, the Canadians were there last, so the Americans got there first, they shot this thing down, Uh, they said it was like cylindrical silver in shape, again couldn't figure out how it stayed afloat in the air. And then we get another one, which is very interesting. So this craft, whatever it is, uh, or some people might call it balloon, came from Alberta, went down all the way into Montana. And then that's going south and then just went east and it continued east all the way till Lake Huron, where it was finally shot down again by the US. The first time they shot at this thing, the missile missed, right? Didn't hit his target and supposedly went inside the water and everything's fine. nobody got injured. but these missiles cost four hundred and thirty thousand dollars a piece. so they're firing at these objects with this, so they're spending some money at firing at balloons. you know if it was a balloon, you could shoot it down with bullets. in this case, they're using missiles to shoot these objects down, and they don't know how these objects are operating which is interesting. The one over uh, Lake Huron, suppose it was like an octagon shaped craft and you could see string like features underneath it. They fired at it. It went down into the waters. And of course, on the Canadian side of things. So now they're trying to find this debris for all three of these downed crafts. It's been sort of going through a UFO uh, fever in uh, Washington right now, you got a bunch of senators that w- want the, the truth to be told to the public. What does the government know about these objects? Why is it that they've, dis- it's not like they discovered them recently, it's just that they upgraded their radar system. And because of that, they were able to pick up these objects. Now, what's interesting is that they went after these objects, these objects are in the north, not many planes flying above there. And they said these were flight risks. So they shot them down with Again, missiles that cost $430,000, which is crazy because if there was balloons, the pilots would obviously say it's a balloon. They couldn't describe it. It still remains an unknown at this point, which is interesting. So that catches us up with what the week was like. It's been silent for the last two days. And finally, Biden today came out and spoke and basically said, um, we don't yet know exactly what these three objects were but then he goes on to say most likely their technology from you know somebody flying a drone or launching balloons of course in the middle of nowhere yukon and alaska in the complete north of the province and the state so i i don't know who's flying drones or, or objects that you can't detect or or, or notice right uh until- i just
1: i gotta I, I gotta stop you there i can't yeah I can't listen to any more of what has been reported. Yes. Uh, My personal opinion, it's all bullshit. I don't believe any of it. I don't believe that it's a balloon. I don't believe they don't know what it is. I don't believe the wreckage can't be found. Right. None of it makes sense. It's almost like, don't insult the intelligence of people who know a little bit about this kind of thing. And again, you know, the whole... You, is it an alien invasion? I don't think so. I, I I genuinely think this is mankind mainly because you can't shoot down UAPs the way we know UAP, right? Like they don't, they're not susceptible to our weapons, but I, I, I go back to the beginning of this, you know, Chinese spy balloon. They just came out on the news one day and said, yeah, it's a Chinese spy balloon. How do you know that? I don't even believe that is what they said it is yeah. because you don't just broadcast that stuff to your nation. Like and if if you're gonna spy, give the Chinese a little bit of credit. They're as good at spying as anybody else on the planet. The idea behind spying is you get in, you get what you need, and you get the hell out with nobody knowing that you were even there. You don't give up your position and show that. Oh yeah, this is how we captured. Like some of these clandestine groups that have you know spies that are in high-ranking officials in Russia and Asia. That's like a twenty-year-long game. You don't just do it one time and let them know that, Oh, Hey, you've been taken because then yeah. they figured their system out and it makes it 10 times harder to do it ever again. It's not a spy balloon. And so you're either saying one of two things, you're saying that the U S military is such a piece of shit that they couldn't catch a balloon flying in over protected airspace, but we're supposed to believe that they're going to shoot down a ballistic missile. If it ever comes from North Korea or Russia, but a balloon's just going to drift in. So you were either <laughs> the worst military on the face of the planet, and completely full of it, and yeah. have no military capability, or you're completely full of it if you think we're going to believe the answer that you're giving. So there's a lot going on, and again, we can go on for a long time. But I mean, where where do you begin? You don't shoot down a balloon with a missile. First of all, if it was sky uh, spy tech that you wanted, you wouldn't use a missile anyway because you're gonna blow it in a million pieces. There'd be nothing left to figure it out. So, and if you also think that this thing just appeared over Montana, and then you know gently glided what four thousand miles or whatever the hell it is till you get to like, come on, then. That, they knew what it was. They saw it. They tracked it the whole time. These things are at 40,000 feet and 60,000 feet. No signs of propulsion, no flight systems, no control surfaces. It's like the five observables from the Tic Tac. But the thing I don't get is this is nothing new to the American government. Right. They've been very good at hiding UAP, crash landing, UFOs, all that kind of stuff. It, they silenced a the few individuals that see it. And then it just goes into the kind of lore that we try to drum up and say, hey, there was something there. There was all these witnesses and the government made it go away. This is the greatest government on the planet for making it go away. Mm-hmm. So the, why are they even telling us this is happening? That, to me, is the biggest red flag. Why are you on the, the, the TV saying, hey, you know, we might have spy balloons over our country? If that was actually happening, they would not be talking about that because it raises a million questions on what the hell are you doing? How is the government not protecting us from the most 50 year old technology by the look of it? So, again, they either have the worst capable military on the planet and they've just been lying, and who knows where the black money's gone, or this is some agenda they're pushing. To me, my personal opinion, they want to pick a fight with somebody and this is the start of it. So, you have, or they're going to beef up their own surveillance on their own people and everybody else. You're going to lose a little bit more of that freedom and those rights that you have because it's for the greater good of protecting the nation. I don't buy any of it. I don't buy the story. I don't, none of it makes sense. The pilot stories don't corroborate. The politicians that are going into these closed door meetings, when they come out, uh, they don't corroborate. You know, I think it was Jim, uh, John Kennedy said, if you are confused, you're absolutely getting the message or something to that effect. Like if you have no idea what the hell is going on, guess what? You're, you're, you're doing it right. You know, this is some kind of a game. This is something for show. If it really was national security, wouldn't be on the television. Senators wouldn't be openly talking about it. You know, they keep playing this. Well, we don't know what it is. They know exactly what it is. We don't have the wreckage. A hundred percent. You have the wreckage. Like, stop. Just just stop it. So, I mean, I've been reluctant even to do this show tonight. I was kind of like, ah, because I've just been really frustrated by this whole thing. I don't think it's aliens. I don't think it's going to help disclosure. I don't think it's going to do anything good for our movement. It is some ploy for some reason that they're showing us this so that we get the kind of support of the people for whatever's going to happen. I don't think it has anything to do with UAP and it doesn't even make sense because they're like, Oh, we have to establish a new, you know, a new uh, program here to figure this out. You have the program. What are you talking about? You just had two years of congressional hearings on setting up a program. Now you have to figure out a new protocol for this kind of stuff. Like, just stop it. The, and the people that are talking about it have no clue about what's actually going on. There's one side of the government talking about we should start a program. And the guys that work for Error are probably like, how are these people even on our side? Like, did we not even talk to each other? Does nobody know it exists? Yeah. It is just a lot. Sorry for the verbal diarrhea, everybody. It's late and uh, I'm a little mad. But, no, yeah, I, I, I don't, don't buy any of it. I think it's launched all bullshit. A pen
0: my face. You lost the what? I said I just launched a pen at my face. I went to go like this and <laughs> launched that kind it. kind of week. It's just that kind of weak. Um, no, well, okay, so I think it's interesting, exactly like you said, the fact that they say they don't have any of the wreckage, no debris yet. Of course
1: they do.
0: There's three do. down crafts. I mean it would be possible if you said, okay, we can't get access to one or two of them because of the terrain, blah, blah, blah. Conveniently, they can't get any of them, right? Yeah, exactly. But the third one, like to have all three of them just still not know what these objects were. And like you mentioned, it's, it's a serious case. If you're launching missiles at objects that the pilots cannot identify as a conventional craft. And when they say stuff like, you know, well, its most likely technology or, or some sort of like, again, why are they flying it in the middle of nowhere north of you know the continent where there's not that many planes? How is it much of a risk to other airplanes that it's worth shooting down? And if it was, let's say, $600 balloon, you just spent half a million dollars shooting at it. Like, what a waste of money.
1: And let's talk about the fact this whole shooting it down nonsense. That's the first time ever that within NORAD since it was formed that they ever shot anything down out of American airspace. First time ever. Yeah. Now you've done four in eight days? Come Mm -hmm. on. Like, this is for some type of show. I don't quite understand why, and I don't know. Again, we're Canadian, so NORAD is the Northern Radar and Defense System uh, that's basically in the Arctic. It's what keeps Russia from invading the U.S., You know, your buddies in Canada got your back. We're the ones watching that kind of stuff. And I've heard people, you know, speculate, well, why are the Americans shooting it down if it's over Canadian airspace? Simple answer. Because the FA-22s that Canada has and the ones the Americans have, the Americans have all the latest tech and updates. Canadians are friendly with everybody. We're not going to war. We have the same plane. But in terms of capability and software, it's much different. So if you have both in the same airspace, both equally capable, and let's be honest – The U.S. shows up in Virginia, Brazil to take away what's left of a huge sighting. So the Americans have some type of veto, and they're the first ones to respond when it comes to this thing. That's why they're the ones who shot it down. It's not that we couldn't have shot it down, but they take the lead on these types of investigations. I'm pretty sure worldwide, right? Again, that's speculating, but I just think that's how it is. There's nothing hidden about the fact that why did the Americans do it, not the Canadians? They got better planes. And, you know, they're the ones that just had a spy balloon fly through their country, you know? Yeah. And again, too, you look at you look at the structure of that spy balloon when they, you know, it's that picture of those guys on a boat with this big balloon with, like, a metal frame in it. It just reminds me of Jesse Marcel all over again. Here, this is what we got, you know? And that would be the most hard to recover. Supposedly, the, the electronics fell thousands of feet deep, but they got that one. Yeah. The one on a little bit of snow that a pilot just shot it's not like he buggers off and then goes, Oh, I don't know where it went. Like it's going to be tracked on radar. Yeah. It might be a big vast space. They cleaned up Roswell pretty good. Guys need a knee shoulder to shoulder on all fours, picking up anything that looked like anything and then sweeping it with metal detectors. If you really want to get something, it's yeah. just time and manpower. Yeah. You know, don't give us this nonsense. Like you let this Chinese spy balloon float across your entire country and then you just shot it down over a deep part of water. Like don't, don't insult our intelligence. Like,
0: and they found that. Like, they yeah. there's pictures of them taking it out of the ocean. So obviously they found that. But why can't and they like, find the evidence? And like, you see the video from- of that
1: Chinese balloon getting popped. It's not a sidewinder missile taking it out. It looks like some <laughs> dude on the ground with a BB <sighs> gun shot it. Yeah, it pops like a balloon would pop. Yeah, and down to the ground it comes. Like, this is not rocket science. They're literally not shooting things down in outer space. And hell, we even rendezvoused with a comet not long ago. NASA did. You mean to tell me you can't shoot something and to find out where it lands? Like if that was top secret American gear, oh yeah, they'd be all over it. So I don't buy that. They don't know what it is. I don't buy that. It's a false flag or pretend alien invasion. That's none of that stuff. It's the only thing that I can't get. And the reason I'm frustrated is it doesn't make sense. Why are they putting it in the news? Normally we can, you know, we can kind of see where they're going and why they're doing it. All these reports that come out, we're never caught blindsided. We kind of expected it was going to go that way. But the thing that I just cannot figure out in my own mind, why are you putting it on TV? Unless you want people to see, like, it would, it would be an embarrassment if a colonel, let's say, called down to a general and said, like, what the hell is going on? You people that you let the media get a picture of a balloon that penetrated our airspace. Like, What good are you people if you didn't catch it and the media did like and nobody got this stuff on amateur video and then sent it to the government and said, hey, you owe us some answers. They willingly just said, hey, this stuff's going on. We scrambled jets like we would not know if they didn't tell us. This isn't like we busted them and now we're holding them accountable for answers. They told us in the first place. So there's some ploy. I don't know what it is and I don't want to guess, but they want us to know. They want us to think that they don't know or their adversaries to think that they don't know. But if it really was, in my opinion, if it really was China or Russia or somebody, they wouldn't acknowledge that they caught it. They wouldn't say anything. They would let them think that they got away with it. And we have no idea so that you wouldn't beef up your, your efforts next time. Like that's how the spy world works. And Russia and China is not stupid enough to float a balloon across the, like, isn't the idea to get your stuff back, so even if it is something that communicates with a satellite, they could get the data real time. And if you shot it down, oh, well, but you just gave away your hand that we're using balloons to spy on you. And the yeah. government's now saying, well, you know, we didn't see him before because we weren't looking for that. Don't insult our intelligence. That is bullshit. You have <laughs> that's what satellites are for. Like, yeah, that's just I, I just I have such a huge red flag for this whole thing. Uh, it's not helping us for sure. It's adding to the stigma. It's some kind of distraction or they're looking to beef up security efforts and they're going to use this as a a threat narrative, essentially. This is the definition of a threat narrative. And you can't just go and, you know, shoot down a real UAP. Your, Your equipment doesn't work. I know one pilot said he couldn't get a lock on it. His equipment was off. It's possible, but I don't think any of these are actual real... "Quote unquote ET craft. Yes, they're UAP because they're unidentified and they're anomalous, right? We don't know what the hell they are. Yeah, you know, I think Rubio said it best. Um, And who's the other guy? Kirby. Kirby gave a like an hour long thing, a big conference a couple days ago. The first ten minutes of that conference, I posted it on Facebook. But he basically admits, yeah, the government. You know, this isn't the first time we've had hundreds of these, and they've gone back for years, and we've been cooperating with all of our global neighbors." Uh, for years about this it's like just end the video right there end of discussion don't ever talk about you know the government doesn't investigate uap they literally admitted it we look at it this is not the first time there's hundreds of these things so well i you know i don't find hundreds of reports of balloons but i can find hundreds of ufo cases in an afternoon's worth of research yeah so when they say you know there's been hundreds of these things hundreds of what things Of, of of fake balloons or of UAP that are not explained like hundreds of what? So it's like, they're giving you an answer, but they're, they're hiding it behind something else. It's just very bizarre. This is the first time this type of thing has happened. We're all excited. We're all going nuts. I mean, you and I have been inundated by messages and emails and people's Mm -hmm. personal experiences it has been insane, but it's not, eh, I don't know. I'll let you talk for a bit. I'm still choked about this whole thing.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to say the the one thing that is really cool about this is the fact you got two countries—you got Canada and the States—declaring that they are shooting stuff down in over our heads. Uh, two, well, two landed in in Canada, and uh, the other one was in Alaska, because uh, the one in Lake Huron supposedly fell on the Canadian side, and just. Let the Americans take care of that stuff. So we don't have the equipment, I don't think, in Canada to do that kind of recon. Like you ever go to an air show like in Abbotsford and they have like a bunch of like military people there with like some of the toys that we have. They're they're all painted green and they all look like they haven't been updated since nineteen eighty nine. Right. I'm pretty and-
1: sure that's when the F-22 was built. It's like built in nineteen eighty or something. It's a forty year old plane. Yeah. The American one has just been beefed up and retrofitted and improved and updated, but yeah. It's uh we are using old technology and don't kid yourself. Next time you board a commercial airliner, look in the door jam before you get on there, you'll see the production date. There are more 60 year old planes flying in the air right now than you would believe. There's a lot of that still going on. Well, thanks for, thanks for scaring built. me. Yeah. They're built differently. Right. So.
0: Yeah, that's scary. Uh, Yeah, no, I was going to say, well, these so you got two countries coming out and, and admitting that they're shooting things down that they don't know it's still right now unknown what they shot down the pilots still don't know what they shot down and keep in mind that pilots are we talked about this before on the podcast they are the most trained observers that yeah. there is in the sky there's nobody above these fighter jet pilots like they're just amazing they can they know what they're looking at when they're saying we can't identify this it has no form of propulsion or you know there's no jet there's no exhaust there's no nothing it just stays afloat and we'll still do 40 kilometers an hour or you know how'd they miss the one over lake huron with the first shot supposedly how did you miss that like isn't there sort of
1: i don't get why you would use a missile either way and i don't get why the the rule would be shoot first and ask questions second well, that like was for the yeah. first time in however many years, 45 years or 65 years. I forget that when NORAD started, it never shot anything down. Yeah. So if it's not acting in a aggressive manner, I don't think the pilot's just going to get it in his crosshairs and blow it up. It doesn't make sense. They're going to do a flyby. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't buy any of the story that they're giving us. It's yeah. just total bullshit. It's for people who don't know about this topic that they, they just think we're going to accept everything at face value, you know, trust your government and blah, blah, blah. And, uh,
0: but I think, you know what? So this is a start that at least they're, they're putting it out there to the public uh, sort of disclosing like, okay, we we are experiencing this because again, uh, this is a global issue. They've addressed this a few times that this is a global issue and it needs to be addressed not only with your, you know, your partners and allies, but with everybody globally. I mean, China's having, ufo problems as much as russia as much as america canada like we all experience this problem it's a global phenomenon if you will
1: but they say out of one side of their face that you know um, this has been going on we've all been experiencing it the world has been experiencing anomalous like crazy behaving uap and they're trying to squeeze it in that oh it's been this kind of stuff it's been these weird balloons and random things like no biggie And the whole world has been experiencing it wrong. The whole world has not been experiencing what's happened in the last eight days. The whole world has not been experiencing true UFO phenomenon, weird lights, crafts, encounters with creatures. That is not the same as what's going on here. So they're taking a lot of liberties by just saying that, like, oh, this has gone on for a long time. Not what you're trying to pass. What's actually, (laughs) you're right. Yeah, the the real phenomenon has been going on a long time. But you can't say that, well, it's been this, you know, and so now you're just going to study balloons and say the whole thing is just balloons again. Are we going back to 1947? That's what it feels like to me. They have a picture of a balloon in the water. Like this is history repeating itself. And I just hope people are not that stupid. And I hope people in the government, I mean, I've heard rumblings of the Air Force isn't getting along with with the Navy and people in the White House are starting to get upset about the fact that the Air Force and Pentagon are deliberately kind of quelling these things. And like, the aero office didn't get notified of anything from the Pentagon in regards to this. Isn't that their job? Aren't they supposed to get all the information? Like we read the second report. Mm -hmm. It's the Navy, the military, everybody has to report to these guys and tell them. And then something like this happens and nobody reports to them. Like it is bullshit. Are they the resolution
0: office? are they the supposed, like, the, the Department of Resolution, like, they're supposed to fix this? I, or People are
1: even saying, "Oh, well, we're going to start, you know, uh, a new, faster way for these uh, independent bodies to all communicate and share info. You already did that. That was the whole point of those frigging committee hearings. Like, it's just frustrating because it feels like everything they told us that they're doing work-wise, yeah. everything that they've improved, we're really going to take it seriously. We have these offices. It's bullshit because... know, push come to shove here's the day you got to use it they're not even using it and half the people in the government don't even know it exists you listen to them talk on the on the on like on the tv and on the news they're just winging it they're trying to sound educated on a topic they know nothing about and uh yeah it's it's
0: there are some similarities to the uh 2004 like the nimitz incident and and this event The, the fact is that well you know you talk to uh, guys like Kevin Day says that it was a radar equipment on the ship that had just been upgraded and since then they were capturing these anomalies on radar so they weren't capturing that before until they updated the software or whatever it is that they used then you got um That
1: makes sense cuz it's over water yes there's a lot more land based you know surveillance than we have in the water so that right. does make sense if you beef up a battleship maybe But i think that's nonsense too i i think they've been catching these things for decades but go ahead
0: yeah i was going to say the the, that's what he mentioned and that's when he dispatched uh you know uh fravor with with the rest of the crew and he encountered the tic tac of course uh this case we have uh norad that just updated their radar system because of the whole uh balloon shot down from the, the previous week and they started capturing these anomalies in the sky i think they were dispatched originally thinking maybe it's other Spy balloons, but when they happen to get upon these objects, they had to have this communication with you know uh, their command center and tell them what they're seeing and and what they don't recognize about these things. Like, keep in mind, they're still unidentified. When you hear they're most likely you know space or air garbage, like what the fuck is air garbage? Pardon, I know we're live, uh, but what does that mean? I saw an article that said that you know those car dealership. Guys, yeah. that you get a wacky right. waving
1: inflatable arm tube Ben.
0: Yes, exactly. You you say it so well; I can never say it. I think I, I, missed I do this. One of the descriptions, I, but yeah, um, they say that a lot of those are airborne, and those are mistaken for UFOs. They're like they're treating the public like we're idiots. Yeah, like anybody who had close encounters uh, of any kind with these uh, objects. Some people even see entities in some crafts. There's no mention of that, by the way, in the report they're investigating only uh airborne objects they're not investigating when these things land and when there's some sort of trace evidence on the ground like they don't mention that's almost like that's a different department uh and you're right like in the in u.s it's, it feels like there's different departments and none of them are working together we've spoken with some people in the defense department for crying out loud and in the military that have had experiences with crafts that they don't understand still today and it drives them to you know become investigators or you know it's there's something there and and even the people within the defense department know that there's something there senators want the truth out biden did a good job today to say hey we still don't know what they are but you know they're they're most likely nothing let's just dismiss it right so smooth things over that was today but i still think it's a good thing that we basically had a three-day flap where they're shooting down these objects that they had no knowledge of, of what they were and how they stayed afloat.
1: Let's compare this to the Tic Tac incident. Okay. Mm -hmm. Happens in 2004. And then in 2017, it comes to light. So 13 years, nobody knew about it. There was no footage, no video, no pilot testimony, nothing. The government did what they always do and everybody followed suit and said, yes, sir. Right. Mm -hmm. Perfect job. Then we have a video, a couple little clips of Tic Tac to go fast, the gimbal, the triangle in Florida, wherever the hell it was. Um, so then you have little snippets of that. But you listen to the recordings of the pilots there. It's amazement and almost laughter. There's no like permission to engage, nobody is like ready to blow this thing out of the air. So the government's normal behavior is hided for two dozen years, and then something gets leaked out. And then it, you know, I could see that being a trickle effect. So we we're supposed to believe now that they've come so far leaps and bounds that we now get real time updates, pilot, you know, recording, we shot it down right away. Like, really? Good point. This is not your normal pattern of doing things. And you don't tell anybody anything unless it is your benefit. So don't expect us to believe. And please don't everybody believe that this is true. I'm not saying it's a big conspiracy but there is some play going on. If this was a national security thing, it wouldn't be on TV. They wouldn't be telling you what they saw. They would just say, we have cause for concern. There are some things in our airspace, but due to national security, because now they're talking in a sense that it's not a risk to national security. And as per Biden, you know, we don't really know, but don't worry. I'm sure they're benign. Anything flying at 40,000 feet is a problem. So why are you now downplaying it before they were overplaying things, saying guys like Lou Elizondo, well, anything in our airspace, we don't know about, it's gotta be a threat. And they sell the shit out of the threat narrative. Now there's legitimately stuff in the air and they're like, yeah, but that's not a threat. Pick up, pick a side. Like which side is the government really supposed to be on? Or what what are we supposed to really believe? Because they've never said the same thing twice for the last 75 years, but lately it, it doesn't make any sense. This isn't the way the government normally behaves. I just think it's so transparent. I I almost don't even want to talk about it anymore. It's like everybody be quiet and don't give them the audience that they want. Like start asking questions. You know, I'm paying attention. I know that's the motto of our show, but pay attention. like don't look at what they're saying. What is actually happening? And why? If you're in charge of the defense of your country, you don't want other people knowing that, hey, like we're so vulnerable that China could just float a balloon over us. Hell, maybe it would have dropped rice in poison or anthrax. Like, how is that okay to, to just broadcast unless you're trying to do something else? You're trying to sell some other narrative, build some other type of dialogue. I don't know, but I don't buy any of it. I don't believe any of it.
0: Yeah, it's it's exhausting. I, I've been watching Twitter and you know Google News for any updates and today was like kind of a big day because Biden finally addressed things. Again, he didn't give any details. We don't know what these objects are, right? They remain unknown. But it's cool that at least it made the news and it's making the news around the world, which hopefully motivates other countries to start being as, as open as, uh, as they can be about the subject the issue is we always focus on Canada and the U S but this is a global problem. And some, some locations like Chile and Brazil, they have like massive sightings, like way much more activity. They have real
1: anomalous sightings. They don't have janky looking balloons from the seventies, you know, and I go to the other reports, don't say they're a balloon. Some say cylindrical hexagonal or hexagonal, however you pronounce it. Yeah. But some of them are moving at very low speeds at very high altitudes with no control surfaces. Right. So yeah. All the other things we've seen that behave that way and have those properties, they're real weapons. Like this thing goes 80,000 miles an hour. You're not shooting that down. So they're lumping in the real phenomena and the real reports. And they're like, yeah, we know. Like there's been so many, just like the last few days. No, 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 not like the last few days. So many legitimate UAPs that have technology far in advance of your understanding. Don't water it down. With, yeah, all that other shit that we've been studying, it's just like this. Like, when you see it up close, what? It's a balloon with a frame. So we don't know what it is yet, but don't worry about it. It's just going to be some dumb shit. Don't fall for that. Please have a head about you. I've read so much stuff in so many online groups. People are being sheep when it comes to this. Just stop it. They're not doing this for anybody's benefit other than themselves. This is not the same phenomenon that's been happening for 75 years, okay? This is not just and i don't believe this is anybody's technology or any country's tech I, I honestly don't i think it's either some hobbyist that just launched this stuff to be stupid and it really handcuffed a government that would have us believe they're a lot more advanced than they really are because how do you not catch that like what if it did have a, a, a nuclear payload on it it very clearly would have made it here and dropped its payload so is that the extent of the american army the most spending a uh, government on military on the planet by like two or three fold. In some cases, they have all this stuff, but well, we're not studying it at that elevate. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. I don't buy any of your bullshit. I don't buy it.
0: Well, again, it goes, you know, hand in hand with the the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing type thing, right? There's there's a bunch of clandestine organization, of course, privatization of companies and uh, these private companies that are have technology that is, let's just say, like, you know, it's going to be secret for a long time. We talked about this before, crash retrievals. It's, it's not uncommon, and there's been a bunch of them documented in other countries where America shows up and does the cleanup because they have the power and the capabilities to handle the situation, uh, which case we're talking about, I think, was in Brazil when they had those uh, orbs in 1977. Yeah, Collars. Yeah, it was, it was America that, that went down there and it helped out uh, with uh, the Army about investigating what was going on. Same in Virginia? So,
1: the, you know they yeah, taught
0: the being and then
1: took it and examined it and then they sent it to the air base and there was a u.s cargo plane waiting to go and that was the end anybody heard of it right yeah. so they do take the lead on these type of investigations yeah but, and again everything was hush hush nothing got out that secret was held for i mean it took i think James Fox, when we interviewed him about the movie Moment of Contact, he said he personally went down there for 13 years, just getting bits and pieces on the story until he realized, man, there's enough circumstantial evidence here, not only to make it believable, but to make it a movie, that's how much material is there. And anybody knows when you record something, you have like a week's worth of footage for two hour show, right? So, so much of that gets cut down and doesn't even get used. So that's the overwhelming amount of evidence that was there. And they still silence that and they silence the tic-tac and all these other legitimate encounters. Now they just like voluntarily tell you, Hey, there's a UFO flying around, not an alien craft, but a UFO could be anything, anything unidentified. That's a flying object, right? They're voluntarily telling you there's a UFO. We had to scramble jets. And if it is the only thing that I would give credence to the potential that it is somebody else's tech, it would make sense why they would shoot it down because if you were infiltrated so easily to keep from having egg on your face and to show in the rest of the world, you could sail them in. We're just going to shoot them down. Like they're nothing for our planes. We know you did it. We knocked the thing out of the plane, but I don't believe it's somebody else's tech. I don't think Russia is that stupid to think that that would even work nor China, nor anybody else. It's either a company that's done this. It's a hobbyist, some local group, like a rocket club, they're doing that just to mess with people could be a coordinated effort around the the earth. You know, guys are back in the day were pretty coordinated with fake crop circles and stuff like that too. So with enough motivation, you can do this. But I I genuinely don't believe it's a threat. I don't think it's from any espionage, any country. I don't think it's a real ET UAP. I, I don't know what it is, and I, it's bothering me because I can't figure out their play. But this is a a government that never talks, ever. You do a freedom of information request, it's all redacted, even if it's 50 years ago. And now I'm supposed to believe that you guys are being totally straight and honest about this and being like, yeah, like this has been going on for a long time. Like maybe this is their way to get out of the fact that they've been lying for 70 years. Cause they can say, well, look how honest we were when it happened in 2023. Yeah. But it's not the real UAP stuff. And like, where's, if you want to tell us that you're sincere, give us the footage off of uh, off the Nimitz or off the Princeton. Let's see the radar footage of what the Tic Tac actually did. You have the data. So if you want us to believe that, you know, And that is for security, national security reasons. We can't reveal that. But you could talk about these things flying at 40,000 feet. Commercial airliner elevation. And that's not a threat. Like, if you sucked in a bird, you could take on a plane. But (laughs) a balloon at this same elevation, the size of a car, is not a threat? Give me a break. Yeah. I I don't buy it.
0: Well, these, I'm
1: skeptical. I just, I don't buy it.
0: Also interesting in this is the fact that all three objects did not resemble one another. Yeah. There was no similarities to to either one. The one that came from uh, Alberta flew south to Montana and then east towards Lake Huron. uh, It passed over a military facility. And if it wasn't Montana, it was another state, but uh, they closed down the, the airspace. Like it was it was that serious that they closed down their airspace because of this object.
1: I can't speak on behalf of American air traffic control, but we are Canadian and I can tell you along the Canadian-American border, even just on the Canadian side, there is not one piece of airspace that is not tracked by somebody's air traffic, Mm -hmm. including into the U.S. It's not like, you know, something that's a big dome that sends out. Radar, it doesn't just end. It's like you know, when you pick up free direct TV in Canada because it's coming from the states. Score, it doesn't yeah. just stop at the border. Okay, <laughs> that stuff transmits. So if it wasn't, there's no way that the the US commercial airports, the little um, you know, kind of community airports, the small ones, not like an international one, but like a regional airport would have showed up there, military bases, Canadian side, American side. You know how much stuff it would have flown through to go from Montana to Michigan. That's a whole bunch of states and quite a few provinces as well. Don't tell me that nobody knew what it was, where it was, and it got all the way there and got shot down. If that was a storm, it would take two days to cross the country. This balloon did it in six hours. Come on. Again, propulsion system, maybe, but don't tell me you had no idea. Uh, How poorly does that speak about your observation skills that you can be hoodwinked by a bloody balloon and take days to shoot down the Chinese one and lose track of this one and then shoot it down in Michigan. Yeah. If they knew it was the same item, they would have said, Oh, we finally got eyes on it. It's here. Not, Hey, we're closing down the airspace because there's some weird thing in the sky. We don't know what the hell it is. Yeah. They didn't know what it was until they went up. They didn't know it was connected or not. And and I don't necessarily believe it either. I think this is a narrative stitched together like a quilt, there's a bunch of ugly patches all sewed together to make a pretty blanket that only the the creator thinks is pretty. Everybody else, we're just looking at it like, what the, what is this?
0: Yeah, but you know, and I think true disclosure comes from the men and women in the service that, that work in military, Air Force, those people that have had experiences while serving their country. Uh, that they you know, say that it wasn't normal. They're, th- these are the most trusted people in the world. They they go out and defend their country. They die for their country, and yet when they say, "Hey, there's something really weird going on between our government and these sightings that we personally experience," people just look at them like they're crazy. Like, oh, that that can't be real. That, that it's like, no, I've I've experienced these things. These fighter pilots. Uh, you know eventually they're going to start doing podcasts if it's not soon it'll be a few years down the road Uh, and we'll hear it from them like what was it like and they'll describe what their situation was like the same way that we've had people come on the podcasts and describe what it was like for them whether you know they served in the British military the American military Canadian doesn't matter those people are where disclosure really comes from it's you know I don't care if the the president doesn't know what these objects are those people do They've had experiences and the more we collect that data from them, the more we get a better picture of what's happening and how much does the shadow government know about this, you know, like what are they hiding? And I think that that's really, you know, that's why we encourage people to to, to reach out because if, you know, if you served in the military or Air Force and you, you've experienced something like that, there's tons of people that have had those experiences and like you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know how to take it. I mean, normally what happens, and even the guys that we've talked to in regards to the Tic Tac incident, Sean Cahill, Kevin Day, they basically were all told, you shut up about this and don't talk. Mm-hmm. But now that's not happening. Like the pilots are able to give a report from several. And that's why they have different reports. It's almost like they didn't compare notes before they just started talking. If this was a national security issue, And some politicians are saying it is because of the fact that we don't know it is the elevation, the size, that's a threat. It's, it's in commercial airspace, but the usual default response is you shut the hell up because it's a national security issue. If this was espionage, they would not be able to talk. The news wouldn't get any, any information. The public wouldn't know all this would just be buried. It would not be available. They wouldn't be the ones right now we're waiting with bated breath for the government to say something next. When does that ever happen? Like, do you actually think they're telling you real stuff? Come on, give your head a shake. This is a game. They will not tell the public anything for the public's benefit. They're doing this to push some kind of narrative themselves. Maybe it's to muddy the waters. Now that they know, hey, we do have an aero office. And maybe that's why they're not involved yet, because they would quickly figure out that this is nonsense. But maybe it's to muddy the waters for future real encounters. They can then say, well, you remember when we had that weird balloon flap? So it's going to make us all tinfoil wearing believers again, because it'll be easy to just say, well, you don't know, it was a UAP. Eventually there'll be an answer to this. It'll be some company, some whatever. It'll just be swept under the rug. But when people report real UFO things, it's just going to be, oh, it was a spy balloon. It was this, it was that. It was a hexagon with strings hanging down. Yeah. Yeah. That's a kid's party balloon. Yeah. You need a missile to bring down a $13 Mylar balloon. Yeah. Use your head. People don't, don't believe this stuff. And I like Ross Coulthard calling them out, basically saying if you work in the government or defense, you have a decision to make. You're either going to be part of the people that made a difference to bring out the truth Mm -hmm. or you are about to be part of a faction that is breaking the law against its own civilians. And you should be punished for that one day. So like choose accordingly right now, right now, from this point forward, where do you want to stand? Because this is going to be a breaking point. People in our field are not going to shut up about this. Again. I just think that the government knows all that. If they wanted this to go away, we wouldn't be getting anything So the fact that they gave us anything, it's, it's on their dime. They're winning by doing this. And I just can't figure out how, what the play is, but it's something because the government has never once said, well, you know, people should know we, where does that compassion come from? That doesn't exist in a government level, especially not at a federal level. Yeah. I don't buy the official story of this. I haven't bought the official story of most things that governments have said over the last 30 years um, but there, there's a reason they're doing this. It's not for fear. It's to have a plausible excuse for maybe something in the future. But you, you would make your military look so stupid by saying, hey, yeah, we've been, uh, don't, don't worry. Like, Russia will never blow us up because if they ever shoot that, we got missiles that could just take that thing out before it even gets here. Really? And then you let a balloon float through. Like, <laughs> who do you think you're talking uh. to? We're not all complete idiots. Some of okay. us have podcasts. And we'll call your shit out. So you think you think some guy,
0: <laughs> some big general in in Russia is just looking at the TV, going, "Huh, balloon? Yeah, what yeah. idea? Didn't think of that. Yeah, like they're yeah. coming up with like a rocket in in Russia that is supposed to like go uh, like seventeen times the speed of sound or something like that. Like just ridiculous speed." But they didn't think of the balloon, like just this innocent balloon, just floating at like, you know, like in 20 soccer, kilometers right? an hour. What's that?
1: In soccer, the guys, the professionals are always coming in and they're just launching these rockets. So the goalie's expecting a, like a lightning bolt of a shot. And then sometimes these guys will come in and just chip the ball. It's just this little floater and the goalie like knows right away he's screwed because he wasn't expecting the low fly in the slow guys. So yeah, yeah, maybe somebody's like, yeah, let's just float one in and see.
0: You see, I, I, I totally agree. Just on the subject of soccer, a goalie in soccer is an actual goalie because he's got like this tiny little skinny guy defending this massive net worth of space, right? And you think about hockey, you got this little net and then you got like this six foot four dude that's bulk and he's wearing a bunch of equipment and stuff. And you only got like this margin to Yeah, stick but nobody the... can
1: kick a soccer ball 103 miles an hour like they can shoot a hockey puck. And that... a hockey puck's a lot smaller. You got a lot more gaps in your... I'm a goalie, so I'm yeah. speaking from experience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as the never position I'd want to be in. But uh, no, like I, I totally agree with you. It's been an interesting week. And um, I don't think this is done. I think there's more, more to come as this plays out. Anyways, it's piqued our interest. Again, it's it's brought UFOs and UAPs back into the news, which is good. I mean, the more attention- Yeah, if there has been a positive, I
1: will give it that. There are more people, and I'm sure you've had some, but there are people that they know we have a show, our friends, not really that into it. Last week, people are less afraid to say, hey, man, like, that's pretty cool what's going on. Like, I've been following it. And you've had how many people at work ask you, oh, you got a show? What's the name of your show? Yeah. Where, Where do I find you? Now people care- about uaps even though we know this isn't aliens and craft it's still at least sparking a little bit of the interest to say hey it can be fun it doesn't have to be tinfoil hat wearing lunatics that believe in aliens this isn't an alien flap i honestly believe it is not but if anything positive comes out of it at least the awareness is there people are talking ufos our phones are blowing up we're doing a midweek live show here just to to chat about it and give people some updates if they're not following it as thoroughly as we are. But, uh, in terms of what the story is, just make your own opinion, listen to what everybody says and then throw away 90% of it. And then you get close.
0: Well said. And if you guys want to learn more about, uh, the phenomenon and, and all that it entails, uh, please follow us. We are on UAPstudiespodcast.com and you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, we got Spotify, a page Amazon, not, yep. Amazon and Apple as well. So we're, yeah. we're pretty much everywhere. Just, just type in the name and, and you'll find us and you get to learn more uh, from our guests, of course, which are top notch scientists, investigators, uh, researchers, military personnel, people in the uh, you know, Department of Defense, uh, really cool people that that help us learn more about what this phenomenon is and how deep the rabbit hole goes.
1: Yeah, and we're also on the UnX Network now. That's uh, one of our new homes. So in addition to YouTube, Spotify, Apple, if you go to unxnetwork.com or unxnetwork.com slash UAP Studies Podcast, uh, they broadcast our shows 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern every Sunday. And uh, I just sent a whole archive of some of our, you know, bigger name people uh, to the up, to the um, network. And I was going through it and just, you know, you mentioned that we try to interview the biggest and best names. And I'm looking through like George Knapp, Jim Semivan, Ross Coulthard, Ralph Blumenthal, Avi Loeb, Leslie Kane. Yeah,
0: that's like, pretty crazy. I literally,
1: I was so proud of our greatest hits recordings because it's like, Man, this is everybody. Like, I know we have to, <laughs> haven't literally interviewed everybody, but if we stop right now, I'm good. We yeah. literally hit it out of the park with these people. This year has been no different. We've had some huge names, some huge names still to come. Uh, we used to advertise future episodes, like coming in May, this person. But we found that uh, things have gotten a little more competitive lately. And some people try to book the same guests we have and beat us to the chase. And we never really been concerned about that. We've just been doing our own thing. Uh, but for the sake of not putting together a bang or episode and then missing out by two weeks to somebody else, uh, we're not going to tell you who's coming. All we could say is stay tuned because there are some massive names. Some we've already mentioned, like Gary Nolan's coming on the show. Ryan Graves, uh, Donald Schmidt's coming on the show as well. Uh, Raymond Donald Schmidt, I believe is the full name of him. He's co-produced books and been on TV and everything else. But there's a lot of other big names I will not say. All I can say is last year we didn't even tell me. Yeah. So I I tell you, I tell you that's a lie. I tell you actually, I don't tell you until they confirm because I don't want to (laughs) jinx it. So there is some
0: truth to that, but all I can
1: say is our hard work that we really put into this. It's starting to pay off. Uh, Even in the last couple of days, like we released an episode on Sunday, typically within the first 24 hours, we'd get about a thousand views on Spotify, maybe a thousand on YouTube and Sunday's episodes pulled 6,000 views already. Right. So it's either people love Mindy Todd Fest from uh, MUFON, they love us, or this just topic is getting bigger and bigger and people have a thirst for this knowledge. So, um, so yeah, please like, and subscribe. It makes a big difference on how many people we get uh, displayed to. We get a lot of comments from people that say, I wish I knew about you sooner. How are you guys not bigger? Well, on YouTube, we've only been there eight months. Uh, this is year two, two years and a bit of doing it. And uh, we're at like episode 121, I believe, is the next one we record. Quite, a, quite and a bit now, eh? We're booked up to 140, believe it or not. We have another 19 ready to go. We're going to be busy. But uh, some of these people, you'll be very surprised to see who we have, what they have to say. So uh, so stay tuned. And we appreciate your followers. I mean, there's a few of you on right now on, uh, on live on Facebook. We try to do this on YouTube. Apparently, it's a 24-hour buffer. We don't do a live show because if... Ross Coulthard says uh, Monday morning at 11 a.m. because that makes sense for him in Australia time. That's when we're doing our show. So we can't have a slot of 8 p.m. Monday to Friday. A, there's not enough people to make it interesting every day. And that's no offense to people who have a weekly show or daily show, but sometimes they're hurting for a guest. Let's be honest, right? They have somebody on. You're like, who is this person? And why are they on so-and-so's show? We don't want to do that. We take our time. Some of these people, it takes months to book, um, but it's our dedication to the program to have that level of content and caliber of people, or we're not going to do it. So we're not going to become a, an everyday type show. It'll still be a once a week kind of thing. We've just grown our platforms and all the places we're now seen. And, uh, if you guys could like, and subscribe, it would definitely help us continue that growth and we'll keep doing our best. And as always, anytime you message us or email us, we always write back. We love hearing from you. Keep all the loving comments and all that coming. Share your experiences with us. We love reading it. Uh, We do this for a genuine love of the the topic, not for the money. Uh, As you all saw, there's no commercial tonight, nor was there on our last show or any other show. It is, we may have a sponsor at some point, but for the time being, uh, it is commercial-free programming. And I don't know of anybody at the same level of us that's doing that. So that's kind of our commitment to you. It's about the info. So that's my little rant. We love everybody. I'll toss it back to my buddy Jay here to wrap up.
0: Yeah, no, I want to thank everybody for uh, joining us tonight. And this will be, I think we're we are posting this as an episode as well, right?
1: Yeah, I'll put it yeah. up on our YouTube page. It, yeah. it was supposed to go there live, uh, but I'll put it up there as soon as we're done. We are live on Facebook right now. Uh, it is kind of cool doing these live shows. A little uh, impromptu, we just kind of wing it. So when people don't know you're having a show at 6.30 p.m. and you're just an hour before, we're like, yeah, we're going to do this. So we didn't expect a whole bunch of people to watch, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, we like to discuss this and bring content and yeah, do the fad, so to speak. But, uh, and if uh, any of you guys already had the opinion that we kind of did, don't worry, everybody else feels the exact same way. So yeah. if you're feeling frustrated by this recent, um, you know, string of events, you don't feel like you're being told the truth, you're absolutely right. And you have a reason to be upset. So my advice is just don't take anything at face value, really look, yeah. pay attention, we've been sheep for 70 years it's time to end that and uh, i don't think this is going to be the end all of things but if we handle this correctly it could open some doors and maybe it's maybe somebody's testing if we really can handle it we've been telling the, the governments of the world for years we can handle the truth we didn't do very good during covid we, you know instead of helping yeah. each other we all went and bought 2000 rolls of toilet paper that's a that big that was thing.
0: important louis that was important you know why?
1: I asked somebody, it was a doctor. I said, why, what is with this toilet paper? What I could see people freaking out and become germaphobes, but what's with the toilet paper? Because initially the rumor was that COVID was a type of bug that would give you diarrhea for like four days straight. So everybody went bananas and buy toilet paper. That's where it came from. And I literally asked dozens of people and nobody knew. And I spoke to a doctor and he says, I'm pretty sure that's the reason why it went nuts. So point being, we didn't handle it very well. Let's just behave ourselves now. Let's not get radical. Let's not go nuts. Let's just basically speak to our politicians and tell them it's not good enough. Like if you think this suffices for an answer, go fish. Mm -hmm. The next time you're looking for a vote, I may not have one for you. So be tough with the people who it matters to Uh, politicians. Don't go against the grain unless they have to, or unless it's to save their own skin. So if they know that they may not win an election because they're not exactly truthful about this, they may behave differently. But if there's nobody pushing and Steve Bassett always says, you know, if you push the government hard enough, they would spill it, but nobody's pushing them. Not in the sense of, you know, real push against something as big as a government. Maybe there's no such thing. Maybe that is impossible to do. But I think if we make some noise and basically just challenge our politicians and say, whatever this BS that you've been pulling It doesn't work. We're not stupid. You know, go fish, try again. What's give us something else here. So just don't buy into the narrative. And you know what?
0: I'm, I'm really open that this is going to change things. Maybe some whistleblowers will come out and go to Congress and testify. I mean, we, you know, there's a bunch of of people that have had these experiences before with crafts similar to this a days back, like you mentioned, all the way back till, you know, 1930s for crying out loud. We just we're at the point of discovering these things better than we ever have because of the technology that we have now, and the fact that we're upgrading our equipment. Maybe we're detecting these things better. Again, I'm cautious about shooting these things down. I'm not too happy about that. Please, you know, like you said, don't shoot first, ask questions later. Not really a good policy. I just want to
1: go back to what you said there about we're better at finding these things now. These things are 40,000 feet. That's where all commercial jets fly. So that means we're not monitoring our current airspace. You know how many mid-air collisions we would have had if we weren't already monitoring 40,000 feet? Like we have planes that go up into the 60,000, 80,000. Their radar still reaches there, be us from satellite down yeah. or from Doppler ground up. There's no such thing as we haven't been watching that airspace. It doesn't. It doesn't exist. We've been monitoring that for sixty friggin' years, you know. Yeah,
0: and to you know, to just one last thing that, like I said, I want to point out is the fact that that the report that came out, the last second report that came out, said that there was no recorded in air collision between UAPs and aircrafts. Zero, there was none, right? So now all of a sudden we're shooting them down. Like there's three of them that have like, right. Never posed a threat. Now we're Yeah. And they're all the way up north. You know what I mean? Like, like over ice and we're shooting them down. Like they're that important. There's commercial flights going there. Like, like I said, keep And If it was
1: something that you weren't (sighs) sure of, why would you use a missile? That's like killing a mosquito with a shotgun. Yeah. There won't be a piece of it left to even study. Why would you use a missile? It's like my wife
0: was spiders, she'll use furniture, you know. <laughs> yeah. Overkill. I know there's yeah. a hole
1: in the wall, but I had to yeah. get that spider that was huge, you know, huge, yeah. honey. Hear I killed one out. this morning that was huge. It was like yeah. that. But if you heard my wife's reaction, it was like that.
0: Yeah. You could hear it on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah no this was fun man we should do this it was fun it was good to yell
1: about this for a bit like i said i'm not buying any of this you guys shouldn't either make your own conclusions but uh
0: yeah yeah it doesn't make
1: sense why you would shoot it down what it looks like where it is none of it makes sense yeah i'm gonna go vent on another show right now Uh, nice our friend marquise williams from dimensions of reality he wants to do an episode um i don't think he's going live i don't think he's got the zoom pro to do that but uh, i'm gonna basically go and vent about this some more so perfect we'll see you all uh, this Sunday by the way this Sunday's episode is uh John Burroughs Rendlesham Forest incident uh he is the real deal it's not like he is a researcher on Rendlesham Forest he was there Mm -hmm. it was him and and Mr. Penniston that saw it had the physical effects you know to this day the military doctors won't tell him what's actually wrong with him it's gonna be a fascinating interview so John Burroughs this Sunday and uh stick with us You'll see a whole bunch of more good people coming down soon enough. And uh, we love what we do. And we love you guys. Keep the comments coming and we'll see you again soon.